In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. Christ is in our midst. He was, and is, and ever shall be. This Sunday is the gateway to Great Lent, where this Sunday that we call in the church the Sunday of Forgiveness. And so the first thing that we need to do as Christians as we enter this holy period of transformation is to, again, forgive each other, forgive each other, and forgive each other again. This is what Christians do, what real Christians do. So let me be the first to ask you to forgive me, Father Michael, your unworthy priest, for these sins that I've committed before God and before you, especially the the sins that have affected you. So please, I humbly ask to forgive me. Um, This Sunday... In addition to the Sunday of Forgiveness, is the church remembers Adam's exile from paradise. Now, Adam's exile from the Garden of Eden was a great squandering of riches. You know, the, you know Adam and Eve. You know the story of Genesis. Adam had it all. He had the, he had the richness of having face-to-face friendship with God. He walked with God. He had everything that he could want, except for that one tree that he could not have, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And because of that foolish and needless and pointless disobedience, that thought that Adam had said, maybe my life will be better if I partake of that fruit that God says that I should not and I'm not ready to have, he blew it all. And so he had this exile from the land of light into the land of want, into the land of suffering that ends in sickness and in death, the world that we live in today. Listen to the hymnody of the church that we sang this morning during Orthros. It says one thing the church sings. Adam mightily wailed after being shut out of paradise He sits in sorrow, opposite of the delights he had in paradise. Another one says, striking his forehead, he cries, Lord, have mercy on me. I have been evicted from the pure delights of paradise. And then the church sings something else. The church sings a a hymn with hope, maybe with a little boldness. And with self-knowledge, but with confidence before God. This is what the church sings. Though we have disobeyed your commands, you have reassured us by your passion and your cross and your resurrection. This is the bold thing. Enable us to finish this great Lent so that we may worship your resurrection. And again, the church says, we once again desire to become residents of paradise We divorce ourselves from harmful and meaningless and vain delights. And we desire to see God as Moses did. And with this in mind, we fast for 40 days. Now the church says that no one ever cried as much as Adam cried. Do you know why? Because only Adam knew what paradise was like by experience. Not by theory, but by experience. And only Adam knew what this world is like. He could compare. So it says he cried with tears. The church says that his, he cried so much that he had, he had uh, 
ducts of tears in his, in his face. Channels of tears in his face. But we have a new hope because of Jesus Christ. That he, because, by his work and by his ministry, he opened to us this door of, these doors of paradise that with struggle and with self-examination and with repentance and with getting a new mindset, returning to God, that by following Christ, that new Adam, that new man who is pure and innocent as Adam was before the fall, by following Christ, we may have this chance to go into paradise again. We sing that Christ has dried all the tears and he has restored us to original and essential state. Now, let us be clear. What does it mean to be an essential human being? We all say when we have fallen, it's human nature to err, to make mistakes. And it's human nature to sin. Or if we make a mistake, we say, of course, the devil made me do it. The church holds what God holds about ourselves. The church sees us each as God sees each of us. Our normal human state and our normal human nature is sinlessness. It is that life in the Garden of Eden that Adam had. It is paradise. Sin disobedience, falling away and being disaffected from God and being ignorant of God and being inattentive to God. This is not human nature. This is fallen human nature. But we, as Orthodox Christians, know what is possible and we need to learn and learn again what normal is. Normal is paradise. Normal is innocence. Normal is sinlessness. Normal is obedience and following God's will. The things that we suffer today because of the sins of Adam and the sins of ourselves and the consequences from all this is abnormal. We Christians are striving for normal. We are striving for paradise We are striving for true riches, which comes from the life in Christ. The devil robbed Adam twice. The first time, the the devil robbed Adam by saying that there is a life better than that God was. He lied to Adam and said that that tree, God really wants you to have that tree. Go ahead and partake. That God wasn't really saying the, the whole story. And so Adam fell. You know what the second robbery was? Is that at that instant that the devil said that there is a treasure out there. These treasures are summed up in rocks and stones and sticks and marble and all these things that we... Why is a diamond valuable? It's a pretty rock. But the devil said that that diamond and that gold is the treasure that you will seek after, and if you seek after that, you will be happy. That was the second robbery that he told Adam that this is normal. Rocks and sticks and stones and seeking after these things is normal. Paradise is normal. So a priest told me at our conference last week, he said, you know what? A priest's number one job is to convince all that we are already rich. That we are already rich because as Christians, we have Christ 
We need to seek the true treasure. This is Jesus' advice in this gospel today. He says, do not lay yourself, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust consumes and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Jesus is saying to his disciples, he's saying to us that our richness, our treasure, our normal is with him here on this earth and in the kingdom of heaven. So we begin Lent. Lent is a going back to normal life. Lent is entering into a spiritual desert, choosing to enter into the, a, a spiritual desert. No one can force you to follow the, the prescriptions of Great Lent, of the fasting. Fasting, yes, from meat, dairy, oil, but it's also more than that. It is stripping down our lives so that we, so that stripping down away secondary things so that essential things appear. Let's say that again. Lent is stripping away secondary things so that essential things appear. If we get our, in ourselves in a mindset of someone walking in an actual desert I, where it's hot and the water is scarce and they're lost, that their mindset is not on sticks and stones and diamonds. Their, their, their heart is on survival and their heart is on sustenance and their heart is being found and being led back to safety and to comfort, to find that oasis that is with, that where the water is and where the shade is. This is what we Christians are looking for in Lent because where Christ is, that is the shade. Where the church is, this is the oasis. Where the communion is, this is our food. Where the books that we're hopefully we'll read during Lent, this is the knowledge that gives us direction and, and, and ways to find this true treasure, which is in the kingdom of heaven with God. So Lent is remembering where true wealth is found. We Lent, we fast, and we go through Lent because we have a place to go. And we'll leave you with this. Paradise is possible. If paradise was not possible, all these things that we do is in vain. If paradise is not, was not promised by Christ himself and said, if you follow him and follow his way of life, that paradise is ours, everything we do is meaningless. And Lent, you might as well go, and as what the Greeks used to say, eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we die. But we... If, we're Greeks here, at least some of us are, but we are Christian Greeks, and we hear what St. Paul says. St. Paul says, if there's no resurrection, if we just die, he says, then eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we die. But, St. Paul says, the dead do rise. Christ is risen, and the first fruits of all who have fallen asleep. Since by Adam man died, by the new Adam, that is Jesus Christ, comes resurrection, comes new life to all who believe, and if they struggle and strive, 
we will follow Christ as our shepherd back to paradise.